Hi, I'm Bruce Weinstein, and this is the podcast Cooking with Bruce and Mark. And I'm Mark Scarborough, and together Bruce and I have written 35 cookbooks, including Ham, An Obsession with the Hindquarter, and an entire book on sheet cakes and slab pies, which is perfect for this summer if you want to feed 900 billion people. Except, unfortunately, with COVID, you're, feed, you're eating for <laughs> 900 people. You're well, that's okay. I'm you're eating. becoming the size of 900 people, so that's fine. Um, <laughs> but today's show is not about sheet cakes, and it's not about ham. It's about... Today is the Raisin Show. Ah, the Raisin Show. <laughs> I love raisins. And I don't care whether they're golden raisins or or Thompson black raisins. I like raisins. You're talking about your sister here. My sister does not like yellow golden raisins. She says they remind her of maggots uh, and she can't eat them. Come on. Come on. Get over it, Julie. Anyway, uh, just let me say that in the past few episodes of our podcast, we've been talking about how to deal with little bits of things that end up in the pantry. And today we're going to talk about what to do with those little bits of raisins because I am almost positive that everyone listening to the podcast has a package with some raisins sitting at the bottom of it in their pantry. It just is one of those things that uh, raisins were a thing. Did you ever get raisins as a snack? Snack as a kid. Yeah, those little boxes, those little individual boxes. Did and you, you ever feel you get them? You get them at Halloween too. Did People you ever would feel you'd... super disappointed? Well, especially at Halloween, <laughs> you're going out and everyone's. You want the Snickers bar, and you get a box of raisins. <laughs> Hell. My mother would always give me some raisins after school, and I always thought to myself, hmm, this is not exactly she what does I not, wanted. She does not love me <laughs> properly. I know, 800 years of therapy later. Anyway. Um, I love raisins in breakfast cereal. It's okay, one of my favorite on. ways to eat you raisins. Start. This is our fir- Wait, this is our first tip on how to use up leftover yeah. raisins, so let's go. And But the problem with raisins in breakfast cereal is that when I cook them in there, the raisins plump up and become these little hot sugar syrup bombs. Oh, and I really do. I bite them and I burn the roof of my mouth. Oh, and it's terrible. They lose that delicious, chewy texture I like. So the best way to have raisins in breakfast cereal is not to just put them on top because then they're still too cold and chewy. Put the raisins in your bowl, ladle the hot breakfast cereal over the raisins and let them sit a minute. They'll soften a little right. bit, still have the chewiness, and they won't be the sugar syrup bombs that burn the roof of your mouth. Right. So if you make oatmeal even in the microwave, you can then put the raisins in a separate bowl and yep. kind of scrape the oatmeal over them yep. and let them just soften slightly. Yeah, and don't cook the raisins with the hot cereal no. anymore. No, no, because they get they just They're become this. impossible and they become also fat. Like, yeah, like ants or something. It's just <laughs> they nasty. They basically turn back into hot grapes. <laughs> and I don't like hot grapes. Mmm, hot grapes. Okay, so <laughs> did you know, here's something else you can do with those little bit of raisins left over. If you are making any sort of beef or pork stew, and I almost mean any kind here, I'd stick away from Thai and Chinese and Japanese applications, but any kind of Western, French, Spanish, Russian, Russian, British, American, any kind of Western beef stew, pot roast, braise, all with beef, just add a few raisins with the onions when you saute them. And they will offer a further note of sweetness to the stew as it cooks or the braise or the pot roast or whatever. Just a few, just uh, literally 
a quarter of a handful. The nice thing is that they don't turn into those big syrup sugar bombs because over the course of the long cooking, they actually melt right. and they dissolve and they add a sweetness and a richness that is really good. I couldn't imagine borscht without raisins. Well, of course, borscht. But let me also say, I said beef and beef braised, like a braised brisket or a pot roast or a beef stew or beef soup or any of that. But let me also say that a few raisins added with the onions at the start of a lamb stew is also mm-hmm. a fabulous thing because it will really balance that more strongly flavored lamb. Okay. Put them in. Next time you're making chili, put some in chili. The sweetness against the hot of the chili would be so good. Sure. And to that end. And to that end, also, if you're having like a nice cold spicy salsa to dip chips in, put some chopped raisins into that salsa. And it doesn't matter whether you made that salsa yourself or you bought a jar of salsa. Chop up some raisins and put it in because especially if you buy spicy salsa, the sweet raisins will just balance the spiciness of the salsa. And again, I don't care what kind of salsa. Tomato salsa, green salsa, corn salsa. No, I do care. What do you care? Because you can't use a peach salsa and you can't use an apricot salsa. No, because those are already sweet. And those kind of salsas won't work with the raisins. And I actually think just a few, and I'm talking here four or five chopped up raisins in pico de gallo is kind of amazing mm. because it adds just a little sweetness to the bottom of it. Even if you bought the pico de gallo at the supermarket, yeah. it really adds this nice little sweet note. Now, let me just add that one bit more. If you chop up those raisins, and we're talking no more than a tablespoon or two of chopped up raisins, mix them into beef, burgers, pork, burgers, meatloaf, meatballs, Mm. any of those beefy, porky, lamby things to create a little bit of sweetness behind the beef flavor and other spices. And it really, in this case, doesn't matter whether you're making Moroccan meatballs or you're making, you know, just good old American meatballs or Italian American meatballs or even just a hamburger with a little mustard from the last show, and then some chopped up raisins inside the ground beef to make the patties makes them super sweet. And you, Bruce, have a tip about how to chop raisins. Yeah, chopping raisins, they're sweet and sticky. They stick to your knife, so spray your knife with nonstick spray, and then go ahead and chop your raisins without worrying about them sticking. That's right. They are a pain in the neck to chop, but it's better if you just keep that knife kind of sprayed. And sometimes I find I have to spray my knife more than once. Well, yes, but not if you're just chopping five or six raisins. Right. And the point about what we've all done from vegetable soups to uh, hot cereals to pico de gallo to uh, burgers is that we're talking very few. We're talking not even half a handful, just a few raisins chopped up. This is a seasoning. You're thinking about these raisins now as a seasoning. So if you wouldn't put a quarter cup of oregano don't put a quarter cup of raisins basically okay i always put a quarter cup of oregano in everything even chocolate chip cookies so Mm. there you go besides adding those delicious chopped raisins to your ground beef your meatballs your meatloaf you can also add them to rice or couscous Ah, they add such a lovely flavor to these starch dishes um, a little sliced almonds even a little curry powder Um, but the raisins are the key to give it a little texture and a little sweetness again you can put these in once it's cooked. Again, I wouldn't cook it 
with the couscous or rice. I would mix it in after. So you have your hot rice, your hot couscous, you stir the chopped raisins in, you let it sit a few minutes, the raisins warm up, they don't get too soft, they have some texture with them, then sprinkle some chopped nuts over it, right. and it'd be delicious. And I find that um, I've actually been told that this is a way adding a few chopped raisins to get your kids to eat brown rice. If your kids are just absolutely opposed to brown rice because it's not sweet enough, and yada, 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 you can add a few chopped raisins to brown rice, and they might like it better because, it, it, as Bruce said, it adds all those sweet notes. Okay. Okay, brown rice and raisins. They're going to be pooping for days. <laughs> Isn't that the goal? So um, anyway, let me pass on from that horror into the next one. And just don't forget to add some of those raisins in that package sitting in your pantry to any wrap you make. They make an excellent addition to wraps. Raisins are terrible in sandwiches because they slide out. They fall out. You pick the sandwich up and then half the raisins fall in your lap. Exactly. So especially turkey or ham sandwiches Mm. or veggie sandwiches with roasted uh, eggplant slices, anything like that, they are a nice little addition to a wrap. Now I said sandwiches there by mistake. Sorry about that. So they're a nice addition to a wrap. Again, the wrap will hold them in place. And I would choose a spicy aromatic condiment, even chutney for this wrap, because you want to balance that sweetness from the raisins. But we're talking very few raisins. Yeah, just a little sprinkling of them. And right. even if you're using, even if you're making a wrap out of tuna salad or chicken salad, there you go. sprinkle the raisins, roll it up. They'll add such a pleasurable sweet bite to eat to that wrap. There for you. you go. Yeah, that sounds really good. Okay, so you're up next, and what you are about to do just kills me. Okay, so if you're the kind of person who loves jams in the morning (laughs) on your toast, I'm going to tell you how to make a super easy raisin jammy spread. Okay, so you're going to take one and a half cups of raisins. So this is not just a few left over. This is a fair amount. You may have to open a new package. So one and a half cups of raisins, a quarter cup of orange juice, a tablespoon of dark brown sugar, a half a teaspoon of salt, and a pinch of cinnamon. Let's get that again. One and a half cups of raisins, quarter cup of orange juice, tablespoon of dark brown sugar, half a teaspoon of salt, pinch of cinnamon. You're going to put all that in a saucepan, simmer it for 10 minutes, stirring occasionally, dump the hot mixture in a food processor or a blender, and just pulse it until it is not completely pureed, but sort of like a chunky jam. Right. You can use it warm. Or you can put it in the refrigerator in a glass jar um, and keep it for up to three weeks. And you have made your own raisiny jam spread. It's almost like the filling of a fig newton, but with raisins and not figs. And oh, it's so good. It is good. I'm going to fuss it up one touch and say that not only can you do what Bruce added, but if you're making the orange juice from fresh oranges, don't forget to add just a little orange zest to this. Um, And that would fuss it up, but you don't have to. You can just use actually a jar, a can, or whatever of orange juice, a carton of orange juice that you use. But this makes this really sweet spread for bread. It's really nice. Okay, here's a great idea. So if you like Fig Newtons, do this. Make this jam spread the way we just said and sandwich it between two Nilla wafers. And you will have Raisin Newtons. Oh, Mm, there you go. Now we're talking. That sounds really good. Okay. My next idea is may sound horrible, and if you're an Italian-American, do not write me. Do not at me on Facebook or Instagram. Well, the caveat I'm going to throw is whatever he says now, you're only going to use golden raisins. <laughs> Otherwise, this. If you're making homemade pesto, 
here we go, add a few raisins to it in the food processor, or if you're chopping it by hand, chop them up by hand. The, uh, the raisins will give the herb sauce this really rich polish. It will, actually. And you, don't, you can actually cut down on the olive oil and, or butter if you use that in pesto, because I know some people do. You can actually cut down a little bit on the fat because of the, the nice, sweet polish that they give to the pesto. And I, again, don't gross out at me. I'm not talking a million raisins. No. I'm just talking quarter cup. Not even. I mean, I would even cut it down to two tablespoons at most for a big batch of pesto. But you want to make sure that you puree it well because you don't want bits of raisin. This should be a nice smooth pesto. Yeah, it's probably better as a food processor than a hand-chopped pesto. But you want it to be fairly well pureed. But the Mm -hmm. raisins just will help foreground – oh, now I'm getting fancy – foreground the basil in the mixture. I like that. I'm actually going to try that. I'm going to make you eat it. Okay, so now we all know how to add raisins to good old raisins and peanuts, right? Gorp, good old raisins and peanuts. So now, instead of that, try adding raisins to salted popcorn. Ah, there you go. So you have sweet, chewy raisins with salty, buttery popcorn, Mm. and it is so delicious. Mm. Because it's the sweet and salty, right? Mm -hmm. It's just the sweet pretzel, Mm -hmm. the sweet raisins with the Mm -hmm. salty pretzels, the salty peanuts. Now we're going to do it with popcorn. Mm -hmm. You can butter Mm -hmm. it or not butter it. I don't care. Mm -hmm. But I want salty popcorn with sweet, chewy raisins. I don't think people know. A lot of people know how great a combination butter and raisins are because it's just this magical combination. And if you want to put M&M's in that too, (laughs) you'll have another texture going on. You'll have M&M's and Mm. buttered popcorn and raisins. We're we're back to getting to the size of 900 people during COVID, but that's good. (laughs) Um, And so my final hint about raisins is really to help you through COVID and to help you through this time. (laughs) And that is, here's how to make raisin vodka. Oh, good. (laughs) Wait, are we distilling vodka from raisins? Are we starting from raisins and fermenting them and no. distilling them? No, oh, but damn, I'm, I'm damn. Gonna, this is going to make a lot. And I'm intending this so that you can start it now and you can give it away in the holidays. If you buy even little mason jars later, you can divide this giant vat I'm about to tell you how to make up amongst your friends and have raisin vodka. And here it is. So you take two cups of raisins, two cups, pack them in there, get two cups of raisins in there, and then you want four quarts of vodka. That's a lot of vodka, right? That's a lot of vodka. That's a lot of vodka. So you're going to take that. A gallon of vodka. Yeah, four quarts of vodka or a gallon of vodka. So we're talking a lot of vodka here. So... Mix the raisins. Hey, can it be flavored vodka? No. No, you want plain vodka. Plain vodka, just plain. And don't go all out and buy the mm, $50 vodka for this. Please don't. This is really for um, maybe not the worst vodka in the in the liquor store, but it's not for the greatest vodka in the liquor store. Because you are still going to be drinking it. Right, exactly. But the raisins are going to kill all that great stuff of the high-end vodka. So just get yourself... <laughs> A gallon of vodka and two cups of raisin and mix them You're together. assuming people don't already have it. Yeah, who doesn't? And so you're going to mix them together, and then you want to set this aside in a in in a giant bowl or get yourself a giant glass container at Bed Bath & Beyond or Amazon or wherever. Mix this together, get it in there, and now you're going to set it aside, not in the fridge, but in a cool, pretty cool, dark place, and you're going to wait 
three months. This sounds insane, I know, but just let it go for three months. So I, we have a pantry in our house that's kind of in a back corner of our house and stuffed on the floor there. It's not terribly well insulated, so it would be a great place, or you could put it down in the basement, someplace that is cool and fairly dark. Leave it alone. Well sealed, well sealed, because mice like vodka. <laughs> Everybody likes vodka. Okay, and then come this holiday, strain out those raisins. So you're going to pour this thing through a strainer, strain it out, divide it up amongst your friends, and you have raisin vodka, this sweet, delicious vodka. It's great. Uh, it's great as a libation on its own cold. It's great to mix into cocktails. Um, throw it in your Tom and Jerry. I don't know. Make it. <laughs> you and Tom and Jerry. I love Tom and Jerry's. Um, make it part of your holiday bit. You can add this to eggnog. You can add this to your holiday cocktails. It's kind of like Slivovitz. It's I'm a little It's a little bit downscale Slivovitz. But now, those raisins that came out of that vodka, if you throw those away, don't ever talk to me again. <laughs> because those, the, the reason you're actually soaking this, the vodka is a byproduct, okay? The, the delicious vodka is the byproduct of those amazing raisins, which are now alcohol bombs. And those raisins <laughs> are the best thing ever to put in breakfast cereal. Oh, a little bit of vodka in the oh, morning. Oh, man. Put them in fruit salad. You could put them in your martinis. Better they're yet, good. you just put them on top of vanilla ice cream. Mm. And they're now vodka-soaked raisins on top of vanilla ice cream, which would be a fabulous thing in and of itself. So all this around, this is to get you going for the holidays and get you ready for uh, some gifts for your friends. I don't know, for family parties for your parties uh, let's hope that we can have those come oh, this holiday nice. um, and let's hope that we can do that this holiday and it's a great way to use raisins to create a very flavorful and interesting gift to give to your friends we hope you like this vodka show and that you will subscribe vodka to show <laughs> we you hope we like this vodka show well, i guess well that's where my mind's at <laughs> well we hope you like this raisin show oh there you go and enough that you will subscribe to Cooking with Bruce and Mark wherever you get your podcasts from, whether it's Apple or Spotify or Stitch or iHeartRadio. Please subscribe to Cooking with Bruce and Mark and give us a rating. We love ratings. We love reviews. So go for it. And check out our YouTube channel, Cooking with Bruce and Mark. There's a lot of videos on there. In the industry, they're called Magic Hand videos, in which there's just an ingredient a dish being made with no one present. But Bruce and I have started a new series of videos on Cooking with Bruce and Mark, in which we do deep digs into things. I was up first with fudgy brownies and Bruce is up now with kimchi and his own wild way to make kimchi at home it's not uh don't worry it it's not your grandmother's kimchi it won't kill you you don't have to worry about botulism uh, it is refrigerator kimchi but it's still a great way to make kimchi we've got shows coming up on all kinds of topics bread and butter pickles etc that we're recording so check out our youtube channel which is by the same name cooking with bruce and mark subscribe anywhere you find us look for us on social media on facebook on twitter on instagram connect with us we'd like to connect with you and we'd like to see you back here next time on Cooking with Bruce and Mark.